What is he worth to you? Praise the name of God. So submit, if you will, there in Matthew's chapter 4, uh, verses 8 through 10, if you will. And, uh, and I'm going to jump right into this. And, and we're going to say what, see what the Lord would say unto us today. Amen. Matthew's chapter 4 and verse 8 through 10, what does it say? King James. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain. Yes. And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world. Show them all the kingdoms of the world. I want y'all to see this today. And showed him all the kingdoms of this world. And, the glory. and their glory. And said unto him. And said unto him. All these things will I give you. All me, these things will I give you. If thou will fall down. If and you would just me. fall down and worship me. But can I tell y'all something today? Amen. He showed Jesus all of this stuff, but it already belonged to him. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. Everything was made by him and for him. Isn't there something how the enemy would try to tip you with something you already got? I feel like walking a little bit. Isn't there something how he would try to tip you with something that you already got? Say amen, somebody. You all, amen, you already got it, already got it. I don't have to bow down and worship the devil for what I already got. Say amen, somebody. You already got a good home. Why you want to leave there and go somewhere else? You already got a good church. Why you want to leave your church and go somewhere else? Already got a good pastor. Why are you trying to go somewhere and find one somewhere else? Yeah, they don't like my preaching, Brother Joe. That's all right. Say amen, somebody. Already got a good wife. Why are you trying to find another one? Y'all don't like my talking today. Here it is. He is trying to tip Jesus with something that he already owned. Somebody need to tell them, I already got all that. <laughs> I already got all of that. All these things would I give you if you will fall down, here it is, and worship me. And that's what the enemy is after. He's after our worship. He wants our worship. He wants our worship. He wants us to worship him. Say amen. Come on. Then said Jesus unto him. Then said Jesus to him. Get thee hence, Satan. He said, get away from me. For it is written. And that's what we have to tell the devil when he goes to talking to us because he'll talk. We have to tell him to get away from me. Somebody shout hallelujah. How many of y'all know that the devil talked too? The devil talked too. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost is not the only somebody that's talking. The devil talks too. 
Say amen. Jesus told him to get away from me, Satan. For it is written. Here it is. For it is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. You shall worship the Lord your God. And him only shall thou serve. And him only you shall serve. Say amen. He wants our worship. He wants our worship. And that's what the enemy is doing. The enemy is trying to get our worship. Can we shout hallelujah? He tempted Jesus in the wilderness and he's going to tempt you and I. Amen? If he can just get you to bow down and worship him, he will attempt to dilute and pollute your worship so it's no longer pure. He don't want your worship to be pure. Say amen. Amen. See, a lot of people want to live one kind of way all week long, and when they come to church, they want to get into the worship mode, so to speak. That's diluted worship. That's polluted worship. Can we talk today? Say amen, somebody. And that's what the enemy is trying to do. That's what the enemy is trying to do. Amen, amen. He wants to dilute and pollute our worship. Doesn't want it to be pure. Say amen, somebody. Diluted worship is weak. It's like the worship of those who can't offer God what he deserves because the songs uh, is not being led by their favorite worship leader. Or the praise team is not singing their favorite song. Say amen, somebody. And say, I want to let you know something. Amen. We come to church, and sometimes what we call worship is really not worship. Just because I have my hands up in the air, it doesn't mean that that is worship. I can have my hands in the air, but where is my heart? That's all right. I'm going to talk about it. We can have our hands up in the air. We can have our eyes closed. But if your heart is not on him, that is not pure worship. Say amen. Many times we have gotten to the point now, the church have gotten to the point now, praise God, where we want everybody to praise and worship God for us. But can't nobody praise and worship God for you? You got to do it for yourself. Come on, say amen. That's what Psalm 156 said. That everything that have what breath? Praise you the Lord. Then it said that God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him. What? In spirit and in truth. Can we shout hallelujah? Many times people, they offer God lip service. The Lord said, yeah, you praise me with your lips. He said, but your heart is what? Far from me. Praise God. So I, I, I want you to see today that we cannot jump out of all of this carnality and jump into a mode of worship at the pop of a finger. What we call worship in church many times is not real worship. Oh, they really have a night. Oh, great praise and worship team. Y'all listening to me? 
But I want to let you know, praise God, nobody can praise God and worship God for you. You got to worship God for yourself. And just because people are lifting their hand and they're leading praise and worship, it doesn't mean that they are truly worshiping God if it's not coming from the heart. Some people just got melodious voices. Some people just know, they just know church. They know church culture. They know church talk. They know church attributes. But real worship comes from the heart. Say amen. And we're lifting our hands to God. So come on, let's worship the Lord. I understand what you're saying. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm not against that. But can I tell you what real worship is? Real worship is not the lifting of my hands. Real worship is my lifestyle. Woo, I said something right there. Real worship is my lifestyle. I don't care how good you can perform, where is your heart? I don't care how good you can perform, what kind of lifestyle do you have? Somebody shout hallelujah. That's what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to steal our worship. He wants our worship. He doesn't want us to give God true worship. He wants to worship. He has some nerve. Jesus just came up a 40 day and 40 night fast. And here it is now. He's going to show up and talk about come on worship me. The nerves that he had. Somebody shout hallelujah. It is worship offered to someone or something besides God. That's polluted worship. And that's misdirected worship. We are not to worship anybody. Yes, you are to honor your leader. Honor your man, woman of God, whoever it might be. Honor them because the Bible says that they that rule well should be counted worthy of what? Double honor. That's the book. But, it, but we don't worship them. Come on, somebody. No, no. We don't worship them. We honor them, but we don't worship them. Say amen, somebody. Man's great rebellion against God is that he has chosen not to worship him as he was created to do. We were created to worship. We were created to worship. Amen. Praise God. That's why God created us. He created us to worship him. Say amen, somebody. That's why we have so much corruption in the world now. We have so much stuff that's pulling for our, uh, our attention and our affection. The old church used to tell us to set our affection on things above and not on things of this earth. A lot of us, amen, amen, we care more about making a dollar than we do having a good relationship with God. What property it is for a man to gain the whole world and then lose his own soul. What good is stuff, my God, what good is stuff in my heart is not right with God. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
I came to tell you today that's what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to get our worship. He doesn't care how he has to do it. He's trying to get our worship. That's why he shows us so many things. That's why he tempts us with so many things. That's why so many things in the world are calling for our attention is because he wants us to worship him. Somebody shout hallelujah. But I was created to worship him. This is the chief end of man. The chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. It's not just a one shot in the arm thing. Say amen somebody. But God wants us to glorify him and to enjoy him forever. Y'all going to pray for me? Look at what uh, Romans 12 and 1 says, Sister Vet. Hallelujah. And I'm going to get finished with my little lesson. Hallelujah. Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren. See, these are the kind of scriptures I heard when I came up in church. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, that you present sacrifice. your bodies where well, it is what a living, a sacrifice. living sacrifice, holy. All right, Amen. He wants us to present ourselves holy. Say Amen, somebody. Folks, say, well, all God wants is your heart. He wants more than your heart. He said, present your body a living sacrifice, and he said, I want your body to be what? Come on, y'all. Don't y'all be so slow with me today. Come on now, y'all, come on. Don't, amen, don't be slow to respond when you know what the word says. Say amen, somebody. Our bodies were even made to glorify God. That's why we're not to use our bodies for any and everything. Woo! Somebody shout hallelujah. We don't use our bodies to smoke and to drink and to do drugs. Y'all don't like the preacher today. To cuss. We don't use our bodies to steal. We don't use our bodies for things like that. <laughs> I'm talking about worship now. I'm talking about how much is he worth. Somebody shout hallelujah. Present your body a living sacrifice. Holy. Well, I don't see cigarettes uh, 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 in the Bible. You want to be holy. You want to be holy. I said, you want to be holy. Well, Paul said you can drink a, a little bit for your stomach's sake. Ain't nothing wrong with your stomach. See, y'all don't want to help me. Y'all on y'all telephones, but you need to be looking at the pastor. Say amen, somebody. Y'all listening to me? Say amen. Glory to God. He wants us to present our bodies a living sacrifice. And then he said he wants our bodies to be what? Holy. God is not going to accept just any and everything from us. We can't come before God any kind of way. That is not real worship. Oh, come on, somebody. Say amen. You can't just, you just can't leave. My God, the, uh, the dope man, uh, an hour ago, and you came to church, and you high, and you getting up at the time, and you doing praise and worship. The devil is alive. You might know the song, 
You might know the music, but I want to let you know that is not real praise and worship because real praise and worship, it comes from the heart. Can I tell y'all something? Gifts and callings are, are, are without repentance. You got some folk that God have anointed to sing. God have anointed them to do a whole lot of stuff. But it doesn't mean that that's real worship. Right. There was a guy who used to come through town. Used to come through town. And he could, and I'm telling y'all, as far as having a preacher's voice, this man had a voice out of this world. Man, and, 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 and listen, just get him tanked up pretty good with some liquor. Give him a little liquor. And he will preach you crazy. But was that real worship? Did God honor that? Was he presenting himself a living sacrifice holy unto God? Just because you're gifted, it doesn't mean that you're serving God with your whole heart. And I'm mighty afraid that the church, amen, we're, we're in a position right now, the church world, amen, amen, we're looking for performers instead of people that really love God with their whole heart. How well can you perform? Y'all don't like my preaching today. Somebody shout hallelujah. Say amen, somebody. Glory to God. When I was coming up in church, these are the kind of scriptures they read to us. And that word got down on the inside of us. And we wanted to live right. We wanted to do right. We wanted to be saved. We wanted to be sanctified. We wanted to live a pure life before God. A lot of us now, amen, look like we want to throw the Bible away. Then we say, well, God understand. God is calling us back to real worship. He's calling us back to real worship. Where our hearts appear, our motives appear. He's calling us back to real worship. Say amen somebody. Everybody that's crying is not worshiping God. Oh, she's all on her knees crying. Doesn't mean that that person is worshiping God. That's nothing wrong but get on your knees. I get on, I get on my knees sometimes cry. It has to do with where your heart is. Where is your heart? Present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable unto Look God. Look at somebody that said my body have to be acceptable unto God. In other words, does God accept me? Does he accept what I'm doing? A lot of times man will accept what you're doing, but does God accept what you're doing? These are the kind of scriptures we read and these are the kind of scriptures that we were taught. These are the kind of scriptures that got down on the inside of us. So we were very careful of what we did. 
We don't want to just do stuff, my God, amen, amen, that hurt the heart of God. Lord, I'm trying today. Holy, acceptable to God. Which is, which is your reasonable which service. Which is your reasonable service. And this particular expression, reasonable service, praise God, it actually has to do with worship. The Amplified Bible says, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. I want my worship to be acceptable unto God. Say amen, somebody. I want him to accept my worship. I want him to accept my worship. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. God has called us not just to give acts of worship, but to be, but to be worship. That's a lifestyle. That's a lifestyle. Worship is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And that's the kind of life we have to live. We have to live a life of worship. Y'all don't want to hit me today. Say amen somebody. Our very lifestyle should worship God so that no matter where we are, in the church, in Walmart, in the doctor's office, wherever we are on our jobs, wherever we are, we are worshiped under God. Y'all remember the song, Praise is what I do, then it said that praise is who I am. Worship is who I am. Somebody shout hallelujah. What is God worth to you? That's what worship has, has to do with. It has to do with the worth of God, the value of God. Do you value God enough to give him praise and to give him glory? Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of our God. Do you value him enough to sell out and just give him all of you? Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. Sister Ben, look at Isaiah chapter 53. Around verse 5, read it in the Amplified. This, this, this really got me uh, the other day when I was studying this particular scripture. Praise God. Isaiah, Isaiah 50, uh, 53 and 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. All right. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. I want you to read it in the Amplified. Read it in the Amplified for me. Hallelujah. This really, this really did something for me. Praise God. But Come he on. was wounded for our transgressions. Uh -huh. He was crushed for our wickedness. That got me right there. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was crushed. Everybody say he was crushed. He was crushed. They crushed him. They, they crushed him. Glory to God. Come on. Read that again, Sister Ben. He was crushed for our wickedness. He was crushed for our wickedness. He was crushed for our wickedness. 
our sin, for our sin, our injustice, come on, our wrongdoing, our wrongdoing, the punishment required for our well-being, the punishment required for our well-being, fell on him. Fell on him. In other words, Jesus went through all of this for us when it really should have been you and I. Come on, somebody. What is he worth to you? After that, he, uh, he's been crushed for our wickedness, for our wrongdoing, say amen, somebody, for our sins. What is he worth to you? The suffering that he went through, the agony and the pain that he had to suffer, what is he worth to you? Shout hallelujah. I have a problem, y'all. I have a problem. And the problem I have is we can go to, my God, amen, secular events. And amen, the folk can't hold us because we're, we're so loud. Come on, so loud and just, amen, making all kind of noise. And we come to church and we act like we don't know where we are. What is he worth to you? Is he worth more than a basketball game? Is he worth more than a football game? Come on, somebody. What is it worth to you? Then we come to church, amen, sometimes we act like we don't know where we are. Like we don't know how to praise him. Like we don't know how to give him glory. Like we don't know how to lift him up. Like we don't know how to magnify the name of the Lord. But what is he worth to you? Is he worth your praise? Is he worth your worship? Is he worth your hallelujah? Somebody shout Hallelujah. And I came to tell you today, amen, we better not get stuck behind these masks. Ah, yeah, yeah, I'm telling y'all, the devil want to shut us up. He want to close our mouths, amen, somebody. He want to stop your mouth. He want to stop your voice. He wants to stop your shout. He wants to stop it. But I came to let you know you better praise him if you got the praise him behind the mask. He said, if these hold their peace, he said, the rocks going to cry out. And I came to tell you today that I don't want no rocks crying out for me. I got a big mouth. Come on. I can open my mouth. I can lift my hands. I can give God glory and I can give God praise. Somebody shout hallelujah today. Shout hallelujah today. Glory to the name of God. Hallelujah. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed on today. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Glory to the name of God. Adam and Eve, they ate of the forbidden fruit. They broke the law of God, and we were doomed to die. Uh, but this was not the purpose that God had uh, created us. Thank you, God. Glory to the name of God. Amen. God put Adam and Eve here, amen, to repopulate uh, the restored earth. Thank you, Jesus. But I want to let you know today, praise God, uh, they began to listen to the devil. They began to listen to Satan. If you do this, my God, you're going to be just like God. You're going to know this. You're going to know that. Thank you, God. And the Bible said that he ate of the forbidden tree. 
Thank you, Jesus. I want to let you know, praise God, my God, amen, while they were there in that garden. Thank you, God. God had showed them all everything in the garden. He said, all of this is good for you. He said, but this tree over here, I don't want you to mess with it. Don't eat off of it because the day that you do, he said, that's the day that you are going to die. Somebody shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I want to let you know that death has to do with separation. And they found themselves separated from God in the garden. They looked and they found themselves that they were naked. They were separated from God. And they went and got some fig leaves and sold around them. Amen. They tried to hide themselves. But God hollered out to them and said, where are you, Admiral? Where are you? I came to let you know that God is looking for us. He's still calling us. He's saying, where are you? Have you allowed this world to amen, to, amen, to dilute and to pollute your worship? Or are you worshiping me with your whole heart? With everything that is within you, God is yet calling us. Somebody shout hallelujah. He was crushed. He was crushed. He was crushed for us. He was bruised for us. Thank you, God. He was beaten for us. He suffered for us. What is he worth to you? Thank you, God. The Christian religion, we've been uh, charged with being a bloody religion. Everybody shout a bloody religion. Uh, because it demands the blood of Christ. And therefore, it is revoking the people, amen, of, of refined sensibilities and intellect. What the blood is to the life, what the blood is to the body, which is life, that's what the blood of Jesus is to the Bible. If we were to take this scholarly word out of the Bible, it would be a dead book. In fact, its values would be gone. The historical portions would be meaningless. The ethical teachings would be powerless. The prophetical statements would be unfulfilled. Every doctrine in the Bible is dependent upon the blood of Jesus. Without the blood, there would be no forgiveness. Without the blood, there would be no regeneration, no justification, no sanctification, no peace, no joy. There would be no rest. There would be no hope. There would be no resurrection. There would be no heaven. There would be no robes washed and we will not have a new song to sing. Some 28 times in the book of Revelation, Jesus is called the Lamb of God. Somebody help me shout the Lamb of God. And that title is always associated with his atoning work. So if we take the blood out of the Bible, the doctrine of atonement would have to go also. Glory to the name of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 9 and 22, in almost all things about the blood by the law purged with blood and without the shedding of blood there is no remission I came to let you know the day that Jesus he went through so much for our sins so much for our deliverance and I just came today to ask you what is he worth to you is he worth your worship is he worth your praise is he worth you giving your life to him somebody said out hallelujah it seemed like that he had given us so much but many times we're giving him so little somebody shout hallelujah 
how can you have my God the audacity to come up in the house of God on a Sunday morning and God has kept you the prior week he allowed you to go to work he put food on your table he put clothes on your back he kept you safe he protected you how can you come up in here and not give God a praise how can you come up in here and not say God I thank you for what you're doing for me it's not my intellect it's not my connections it's not what I know but God I thank you that it is because of your love it is because of your grace it is because of your mercy that I am yet standing somebody clap your hands and tell God thank you come on and tell God thank you today some 4,000 years before Christ had gone to the cross to pay the debt for man's disobedience God kept before the people the fact that without the shedding of blood that there is no remission of sin the people they saw the shedding of the blood of bullocks of goats innocent lambs whose bodies were laid smoking and quivering the Hebrew altars the sprinkling of blood of every Passover lamb was a reminder of who of him who was to be the lamb of God who was coming to take away the sins of the world somebody shout hallelujah it was brother John that looked out and he said I came I came to open up the pathway for Jesus to come into the world to do his ministry thank you God and John looked out one day and he said behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sins of the world oh bless the name of our God when I came today to tell you that out of all that Jesus went through I said out of all that Jesus went through he ought to be worth worth your praise and worth worth your worship somebody shout yes when the hour was come for the offering up of the sacrifice we see justice and mercy standing there on Golgotha's hill a place called Calvary thank you God we heard justice say to mercy where is he who over 4,000 years ago offered himself as a sacrifice for the sin of the world but I hear mercy saying he said look there behold there there comes the Lamb of God he's coming up the hill he's bearing bearing his cross somebody say yes justice presented the bond of the bill that had been executed centuries before and demanded demanded payment but Jesus said I will this day I'm gonna cancel cancel the bill can you say yes and when the preparation of the sacrifice was completed we see Jesus being led there out on Calvary's hill they took Jesus they nailed him to the cross they put rivets in his hands they put rivets in his feet they put a crown 
of thorns on his head. Can I say yes? And then they took a spear and pierced him in his side. Out of his side came blood and water. Yeah. Say yes. I don't know what the water was for, but I'm so glad that I know what the blood was for. The blood was for my sins. The blood was for my healing. The blood was for my justification. Can you say yes? I want to tell you today when I look and see out of all that Jesus went through, he ought to be worth something to you. He ought to be valuable. Valuable to you. Can I get a witness here? I want y'all to know that one day I told the world, I said goodbye. Goodbye world. I'm going going with Jesus. I came today to tell somebody you need to tell the world goodbye world. You need to tell God Lord here I am. I come with my hands lifted up. I come with my heart. My heart opened. I come Lord saying fill me up with your spirit. Fill me up with your love. Fill me up with your grace. Say yes. I got the closer, but I just came today to ask you the question. What is God working you? When I look back and when I see how far he's brought me from, I got to give God, give him my best praise when I don't feel like it. Come up in here and I give God, give God a praise when you got pain in your body. Give him a praise when they just turn your lights off. Give him a praise. Can I get a witness here when you don't have money to pay the rent? Give him a praise. I found out that if you praise him where you are, he will take you to where you need to be. I just came today to ask you what I said what what has God done for you what is God worth work to you not only is God worth my praise but he's worth a high praise he's worth a praise praise he's worth a Present praise, say yes. When I'm pressed in a corner, I give him praise. When it seems like the weight of the world is on my shoulder, I give him a praise. When it seems like I don't know which way to turn, I give him a praise. If you praise him, he will deliver. If you praise him, he will bring you out. Say yes. Say yes. Look down the road and say, neighbor, what is God worth to you? But not only is he worth my praise, but he's worth my worship. See, worship 
and praise they are different they are connected but they are different I praise God for what he's done like he woke me up early this morning and he started me on my way I praise him for paying the bills I praise him for opening the door I praise him for making a way but I worship him for who he is he's Jehovah Jehovah Jireh he's Jehovah Jehovah Rohi can I get a witness here I came today to tell somebody you ought to look over your life and see what God has done some of us in here we was on our way to a devil's hell we were going at breakneck speed but God turned us around God saved our lives God gave us another chance who am I talking to in here today you were on your bed of affliction the doctor looked at you and shook his head they called the family in and they thought it was over but God raise you up over your sick bed that's enough to give him praise that's enough to worship him for can I get a witness here I'm coming to a close but I got to tell you that God he's worth your worship he's worth your worship don't let the devil get in it of God's worship but tell the devil get behind me tell the devil to get out of the way my worship is for real my worship belong to God my worship is for him say yes say yes is there anybody here that realize if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side you would have died you would have lost it you would not have made it out of the car but God said your life that's enough right there to live for him that's enough right there to lift him up shout yeah I'm done I'm done I'm done. Tell somebody my worship is for real. Tell them I'm not playing about this thing. But my worship is for real. You don't know my story. When you see me, when you see me crying, when you see me giving God glory, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Can I get a witness here? came today to tell somebody that every day you ought to praise him every day you ought to be so valuable to you that to tell him God without you I am nothing without you I could not make it can I get a witness here I came today to tell you that this is the season and this is the hour that we got to go in with our praise 
we got to go in with our worship because every demon and every devil is coming now he's invading your mind your family your job but I came today to tell you that when the righteous began to pray when the righteous began to praise when the righteous began to worship we bombard heaven's doors and God he will come down in our midst he will come down and fight for us he'll send he'll send Michael I said he'll send Michael the warring angel to fight for you somebody in here now you are in a fight of your life but he told me to tell you to call on the warring angels call on the warring angels and they will fight they will fight your battle somebody say yes say yes shout glory shout glory today shout glory today what is he worth to you 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 stand on your feet some of y'all haven't clapped your hands since you've been here I don't know what you come to church for amen the Bible says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise God is calling for our real worship and let y'all out of here go to a football game they can't hold you say man y'all know I'm telling the truth it just don't take all that it takes more than this how valuable is God to you See, a lot of us just want God to be our bank. Just want God to be your bank. Have you noticed how people get so excited and go to run around church? When somebody tells them, oh, the Lord just blessed me with a new house. Just blessed me with $10,000. Hey! And when somebody says, oh, the Lord saved me today, folks look at them. I figure out what's going on. Brother DeJuel, we losing it. We losing it. We losing it. We losing it. We are losing it. We're losing it. And we're not very careful. We're going to come out of this season worse than we went into it. God has been stirring me about this worship thing. What is he worth to you? That's what worship, uh, 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 the word worship comes from worth, worth-ship, worth, value. How valuable is God to you? How valuable is God to you? He's so valuable to me, I don't even want to break his heart. See, some of us just heartbreakers. We don't care who hard we break. We break anybody hard. Some of y'all in a relationship and ain't studying about the person you're in a relationship with. I'm pastor and prophet. 
Y'all listening to me? Say amen. Sometimes people are in relationship with you. You think it's a good friendship. It's not a good friendship. A lot of folks are in friendship just for what they can get out of it. But they're not trying to put nothing in it. Don't let nobody leech off you. Naturally and spiritually. Don't let folks leech off you. People are wear you down. They'll wear you down in your spirit. And when it's time for somebody to pray for you, you can't find them with a flashlight. talking pretty good say amen somebody y'all listening to me how valuable how valuable how valuable is God to you how valuable is he to you and I was reading that in Isaiah 53 talking about he was crushed man that did something to me he was crushed he was crushed for our wickedness, for our wickedness, our sins, our wrongdoings, our shortcomings. Because Adam and Eve, they represented mankind. They represented the human family. That's how sin came into the world. Thank you, God. Where there is no law, there is no transgression. There were people, watch this. There were people who sinned before Adam did. But it was no law. See, y'all don't want to talk to the preacher. It was no law against it. Say amen. But God put them in there. <laughs> man, it's good to me. God put them there in the garden and he said, now all this stuff you can have. This right here, this tree right here. Don't touch this tree, brother. Dad. Don't touch this tree. All this other stuff, you can have it. Eat much as you want. But this right here, don't touch it. He said, the day you do, that's the day you're going to die. All right? What happened? A law has been put in place now. So if I go against the law, I have transgressed the law. I have sinned. And now, here comes separation from God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. What is God worth to you? What is he worth to you? Some of us, what are you asking that question for? Because it's a very valid question. What is God worth to you? What is he worth to you? What are you willing to give up just for him? Yeah. Abraham, the Bible says he went to worship. But see, along with the worship, he had to give something up. I can't get no help through it. That's why y'all cannot convince me that raising up your hands. Lifting up your hands and raising up your hands, that's not pure worship. It's just a part of it. God will try you to see where your heart is. 
Say, Abraham, I want something from you. I want something from you. See, anytime they went to worship, they carried a sacrifice. Don't be like some folk, they come to church, leave all at home under the mattress. Because the spirit might touch me to tell me to give. And if I say I ain't got it, I won't be lying. 